what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Good morning, Meredith. Good to hear you and good to see you online. It's good to see you as well. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. I'm I'm a little tired. You know, I had my fantasy football draft uh, last night before the Bachelor, so it was it was kind of a long night. You know, it was a big day. Some quick housekeeping, not related to the Bachelor. Taylor Swift just announced her tenth studio album, and this is a big deal. I know it's a big deal for you, and maybe for some of our listeners. And I certainly respect. Uh, Taylor Swift, I think she's she's a, an outstanding artist, but you know, um, you know, your brother's not a big fan. I mean, there are some people out there who are are not Taylor Swift fans. Yeah, he's a misogynist. He is not a misogynist. He is not a misogynist. That's can we edit that out? I hope not. If you're Team Kanye, don't talk to me. I think maybe we should talk more about the show. If we must. I don't. I don't really want to talk about the men tell all. <laughs> well, well, it didn't start with the men tell all because there was one uh, visit with family that uh, got bumped from last week into this week. Yeah, poor Avon. I mean, isn't that a clue that he's not going to win? He doesn't even make the original hometown episode. Well, but I, I apparently he got a rose to go to the next round, which I guess we need to talk about at some point in time, but. Um, uh, you know, I I uh, I did when I guess Avon's parents are are not still together. They're divorced, I assume, uh, because apparently he does not see them together very often. And they met at a restaurant, which I found to be unusual for these hometown visits. Uh, but but I thought it was sort of, I, I I sort of had to chuckle when Avon's dad uh, said to Rachel, "Let's go talk privately at the bar." You know, I thought that was a good move by by uh, Avon's dad, so I, I enjoyed that. Um, what I enjoyed is that Avon's hometown is in Salem, Massachusetts. Gotta love the witch trials, and I'm actually planning a trip there this fall, so it was very nice to see. Okay. Well, I I, I didn't know that you were planning on going to Salem. It looks they, – they, they did what they could to make it eerie. Uh, and, and I guess it would be a good Halloween place to visit. Yeah, this is, this reference is not, you're not going to get this, but for our younger generation of listeners, it was very much giving me like the Halloween spooky ghost episode of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, like very cheesy, like they're trying to make it creepy. It's not creepy, bad, like music in the background is just, just not great. And, you know, we're going to visit a little witch who's going to do a love potion spell for Rachel and Avon. And it looks like the witch is the one that knocked over the table. I did a rewind of it. Yeah. So, so for their hometown, they go to a, a scary Salem uh, witchcraft type store. (laughs) And there's someone who claimed to be the Massachusetts love witch who I found to be pretty scary. She, she, she was a pretty scary person to me. I just, uh, I, I don't think I'd want to spend a lot of time with her. 
she had a strange accent, didn't sound Massachusetts to me, and not sure where she was from. And uh, I, I don't know, was she palm reading? She was doing this and that. There was fire going on, and and uh, you know, she's talking about commitments and sharing and all sort of standard stuff. And at the end, somebody, and I'll I'll take your word for it, the the witch lady knocks over this glass table and stuff goes flying everywhere. The love table went to the floor. Yeah, so obviously Rachel and Aben won't end up together. Their love potion ended up on the floor. Well, are there things that you enjoyed? I, so the primary part of last night episode was men tell all. Was there anything that, anything that you enjoyed? I enjoyed that ABC cut out the rose ceremony since no one went home. They need to start cutting out more pointless scenes. So you can have more of men tell all? No, no. I I comment on that later. I don't really love what they showed us instead. But I think moving forward, you know, if, if nothing's really happening, we don't need to see it. And it's kind of like on Survivor. They have secret scenes on CBS's website. It's like now the rose ceremony is a bachelorette secret scene. You have to go searching for it. I don't think I'm going to search for it. I don't know about you. I also did not search for it. Well, I I, I did like uh, Avon's father, who I think his name was AJ, uh, who, unlike Tino's father, you know, he I thought that Avon's Avon's father asked some difficult questions, uh, but had a had a real conversation with Rachel and sort of made the conclusion that uh, hey, you know, this is a this is a young lady that I I could uh, see my son ending up with, and you know she seems to have her head about her. So I I thought they had a more legitimate conversation. He seemed more open minded than uh, Tino's dad. Yeah, I feel like. Rachel was very nervous about meeting Avon's family, and there really wasn't a reason to be. However, I did see on Twitter that this was actually Rachel's first hometown date, not her last one. So I think that makes sense, like, why she was super nervous for almost no reason. It was her first time meeting any of the parents. I, I Considering the way they showed it to us after the debacle with uh, Tino, I thought that uh, maybe that's why she was so nervous. But that, that also makes sense. Mm-hmm. Another high of mine. Paradise looks great this season. Can't wait uh, to watch it. Ugh. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Well, I'm, I'm not even going to touch Paradise. Well, that's unfortunate for you. It looks great. Shanae's there. Um, Andrew S. is there, who I met this past year, in case anyone forgot. He may or may not have given me COVID. I may or may not have given him COVID. We don't know. Not because you you guys just met and socially and shook hands or something like that. That's no, how not COVID- because we have a secret love child. Don't no. worry. Okay, thanks. This is not a good episode for us. <laughs> um, my only other high, I enjoyed Tarzan um, apologizing to Gabby um, for saying that he'd leave if she was the only bachelorette there. You could tell that he was genuinely very sorry. He was upset by his words. And I'm impressed with Tarzan's awareness and emotional maturity. Well, I, I, I think that when you see it on, uh, on screen, it uh, probably hits you much harder than 
what what he thought happened then. So we'll 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 give him credit for that, and I I agree with you that. And we look, that. looks like we're going to get some more Tarzan in Paradise. It looks like he's thriving in Paradise. It does seem like a place he would thrive. You know, you can be shirtless. He could bang on his chest. I think he's almost, he might be pantless the way that they were doing some of the promotions there. I mean, sometimes people are pantless, but a lot of times I think when a guy wears a Speedo, they just put the black box there. Okay. Do you have any other highs? Well, I, I, you know, when we saw, we, we, we get to see bloopers during this episode and I did enjoy, uh, Gabby double fisting the champagne at one point in time. You know, I said, Hey, that's, you know, that's, that's impressive. Do you remember what that's a reference to? I do not. She did it last year during, um, God, what's it? Clayton season when Shanae got sent home, all the girls were running around screaming and Gabby was double fisting champagne bottles. Well, well, so she's consistent. I, I admired that. Um, so, more than I can remember, this whole uh, men tell all thing really turned into shilling for all sorts of crazy, stupid stuff. And they brought out two guys that I I thought I'd never heard of: Billy Eichner and Luke McFarlane, the amazing stars of the movie Bros, one of the, the first gay rom com. And I wrote, "Who the hell are they?" But then I realized that uh, Billy Eichner is Craig. From Parks and Rec, who is the very angry um, office guy, and and I really enjoyed Craig. So I, I initially I put that as a low, like who the hell are these people? But then when I realized it was Craig from from uh, Parks and Rec, I was I was more intri- more intrigued. And Billy Eichner is very famous in Bachelor Nation, which he sort of spoke on last night. He was a celebrity guest during one of Colton's group dates who Colton has now come out as being gay after being The Bachelor. And Billy Eichner made a joke asking if Colton was gay. And there was, like, really, like a really awkward moment between the two of them. And so that that's pretty famous now in Bachelor Nation. Okay. Well, I, I did not realize that he had uh, experience uh, with Bachelor, but um, um, I, I – I enjoyed their little uh, participation last night. That was actually a little bit of a high for me. That was a bit of a low for me that we're like having built in promos for different movies instead of actually getting bachelor content and having them tell us if this is a dating do or don't. Well, I I, I agree that the shilling was over the top, uh, you know, and and that was irritating. So, because it wasn't just that they, they were shilling lots of stuff. Do you have any other highs? Because I have a lot of lows to get into. Uh, let's talk about lows. Robbie's platinum blonde hair. Roby. 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 Excuse me. How could I? Roby's platinum blonde hair. Kind of giving Draco Malfoy vibes, but I never, ever would have recognized him if someone hadn't said something to him and called him Roby. I'm I, I'm doubtful that I would have recognized him with his whatever the color of his hair was before. He was only there for a cup of coffee, and uh, and I put as a low that uh, that Roby the magician was being pretty aggressive with the other guys in his questioning for someone who was only there for for an hour, or, or you know he was he, he was taken out the the very first night with the twins who didn't show up last night. 
Now, yeah, Robbie's throwing in his two cents into every conversation. It was Roby, pretty annoying. Roby. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Roby. I'm naming, I'm naming my next pet Roby, so you better get that name down. <laughs> Roby throwing his two cents into every conversation. And it's like he doesn't realize Paradise has already been filmed. Like, this isn't your Paradise audition, buddy. You missed the boat already. You're just looking like an idiot. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I wasn't. Things, things weren't good with Roby. Uh, I, I agree with you. Another low. Jesse Palmer doing his best Oprah impression of "You get a cruise, you get a cruise, everyone gets a cruise." I would have rather watched the rose ceremony where no one gets sent home, because this had literally no impact on me, and I was quite annoyed by it. Thought we might be getting like a bachelor reveal, something like that. And I also heard that this free cruise voucher departs from either Miami or Barcelona. Most of this audience lives in L.A. And it has to be used by the end of the year. Well, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I put down that uh, the shilling, you know, for did, that didn't do anything for me. That was a low. And also I had Jesse down his. You know, he was making so many witchcraft cliche comments when they were in Salem. I was uh, ready to bang my head against the wall on that. Uh, everything's cursed, blah, 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 blah. Jesse Palmer, I I don't know. He just, he, he doesn't work for me. I'm, I'm sorry, Jesse Palmer. I, I, I know I say bad things about him in many of our episodes, but I just, he... He doesn't. He doesn't seem to have empathy to me. I, he seems to be just floating above it all. So I, I just, I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of Jesse. I did like when he told Spencer he looked good with the facial hair. I thought, like, you know, it seemed like they said he sort of had some type of bond with the boys. Jesse did seem to have like a better bond with the Paradise contestants that came out. Like, I'm wondering if we're going to see a different side of Jesse on the beach this summer. Well, I am not going to see that, but but you can report back to us. Another low. Never acknowledging that Logan had COVID and had to leave the show. This conspiracy theory lives on to me. Yeah, I found that to be strange as well. I mean, uh, Logan was at the uh, Mentel All. They they brought him down to give him some individual questions, and they never brought up the whole – you know, how did you feel having to leave due to COVID uh, situation? It seemed very strange. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Yeah, and and um, I, yeah. So, what was your take on Logan? They they had this uh, discussion about uh, Logan switching from Team Rachel to Team Gabby and the timing and and. And Logan, I thought, did his best to explain it, but ultimately said, you know, hey, if uh, taking a rose from Rachel to get closer to Gabby is a bitch move, so be it. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. What was your take there? I mean, I don't think it was a cool thing to do, but like if he had ended up being like Gabby's soulmate, I think it would have 
been accepted better, but the fact that he was there for like half a week and then mysteriously left because of COVID, it just like seemed unnecessary. I don't know. I just I think that they're trying to give Logan a good edit in this mental all. And it, 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 Logan is going to be on Paradise as well. That's what they said. Okay. And sounds from from the preview, it looked like Logan is a hot commodity in Paradise. Okay, fine with me. Enjoy. Next low. The absurd amount of armpit smelling going on in the bloopers. Both by by men and by women. Uh, Rachel and Gabby smelling each other's uh, armpits. The men smelling each other's armpits. uh, I found that to be strange. Yeah, you know, it didn't stop at that one group date Rachel had where she had to sniff all the armpits. It was going on all season. Is that like your generation's uh, some some sort of romantic way to, to check each other out or something? I hope not. Okay, we we didn't. Uh, I don't know. I you know I I might say that I've I've sniffed my own armpit uh, to to say hey am I okay? But uh, you know I don't generally go around asking other people to sniff my armpits. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to sniff someone else's armpit. I don't think. I agree. Okay, two more lows for me. Having to rewatch the terrible first kiss between Mario and Gabby, that was tough enough the first time. Like we just we don't need to relive that. Yeah, that was that that, that was a strange one. Um, um It was fun watching them laugh about it though, seeing their reactions to it. Yeah, yeah. Well that was you know, part part of the deal, you never know when to kiss and apparently they didn't know when to stop, when to start and and he just didn't seem like a great kisser. I don't really, I mean, I, not that I'm, you know, the expert, but it just, it, it looked very awkward. Gabby didn't seem that great either. You got to like tilt your head a little. They're going, they're both going straight on. Yeah. I guess it takes two. My last low, having yet another meatball spaghetti sauce predicament. This show, it just, it just went downhill quickly. Got out of hand quickly. So, uh, so Billy Eichner, you know, Craig from Parks and Rec dumps spaghetti sauce on Meatball, who seems very quick to take off pretty much his shirt, his pants, pretty much everything and, and do it. And, and then he tackled poor Billy Eichner. <laughs> he did tackle poor Billy Eichner. And then he put his clothes on over the sauce. Well, they said they tried to wash him up a little bit, but uh, he still had some sauce uh, about him, yeah. So it was a bit strange there. The only other thing I put down is it seems like I recall in past years that pretty much all of the bachelors or bachelorettes showed up, and it seemed like there were more this year that chose not to show up. I didn't I didn't know whether contracts are in place or what the deal is there, but our two villains – uh, Chris and Hayden were nowhere to be seen, which probably was for the best, but I, I just found that curious. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're required to be there. I, I believe they get paid to be there, so maybe it's not a requirement. You know, I guess Chris just didn't want to show his face, neither did Hayden. They pretended like Hayden was there showing like a dressing room with his name on it and you know, maybe he's spending time with Rambo. Well, wasn't Rambo sort of suffering from some sort of terminal illness? I, I fear Rambo might not be with us any longer. Well, maybe he is, and that's why Hayden's not here. 
Well, we, we wish Rambo the best, even if we don't like Hayden so much. Yeah. Rambo's probably a good boy. Okay. Are we ready to move on to the right reason? Let's move on. Let's talk about my precious gem of a man, Nate, being back on my screen. You know, I have like I have mixed feelings about all the Nate rumors and everything, but at the end of the day, I love Nate. I can't help it. He's just so great. He's saying incredibly sweet, thoughtful things about Gabby and like how to treat women, especially in regards to, like the Chris fantasy suite stuff. He's addressing the rumors, you know, he's saying that he didn't tell the person he was dating about his daughter because he wanted to protect her, the daughter from his dating instability after getting a divorce. Like, that makes sense to me. So you're, you're accepting Nate's excuse for not telling a longtime girlfriend that he had a daughter, even though he, uh, during the show, came off as, you know, my daughter's my everything, blah, 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 blah. Yep. I am. I'm turning a blind eye because I like Nate and I want him to be the next Bachelor. I, I, to me, the, the jury is still out, although Nate said the right things. And, uh, you know, throughout the show has come off as uh, intelligent, mature, sensitive, very, very likable. Um, so, so where do we put him on uh, the, the scale for being the next potential Bachelor? I would put him as, like, number one from this season. I don't know if they'll pick someone else. You know, you're not familiar with Tyler Cameron, but he is a big name in Bachelor Nation who's recently become single. And if we got a Tyler Cam Cameron Bachelor season, that would be unbeatable. But from, a, from Gabby and Rachel's season, I would say Nate's my number one pick. Okay. So, so Nate is your right reason. You're all in. Yeah, and, you know, even, like, some of the men came out and they're standing behind Nate saying that, like, great men make other men better and that Nate made them better. I think that's that means a lot. No, I, I, I respect that. I mean, you know, he's, he seemed to be liked both by the women and the men. You know, he, he didn't seem to be uh, there playing a game. He seemed to uh, participate in creating a supportive environment. So so good for Nate. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I think, you know, May, he probably did do these things in his past, but people are different. They can change. They can grow. I'm sure we all have a relationship in our past. It's like, yeah, we didn't treat that person very well, and I feel bad about it. But, like, that's not who I am now. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. Who's your right reason? Well, I'm giving my right reason to Avon's dad, AJ, who, uh, as I said – you know, he he started the evening with uh, Avon and Rachel sort of looked like the tough guy. We seemed very skeptical. He was sort of scowling a lot. And and, uh, you know, he uh, took Rachel aside and, and put some difficult questions to her. You know, he, he sort of took the Tino dad approach of, you know, you guys are living in the fairy tale. You're traveling all over the world. Now, this isn't how the real world works. They had a conversation he listened. He seemed to understand that uh, it's not his life to live. That he understands that it, you know, his son is going to make these decisions. Had some conversation with his son, Avon. Seemed to respect and support the decision, and basically said, "Hey, you know, she seems great. Don't let her get away." So I'm 
I, I appreciated uh, that approach and that, uh, you know, we as dads want to, and, and moms want to make sure that you are with someone uh, that uh, you can be with over the long term. But ultimately, we have enough trust in you to uh, make that decision. So, uh, so I, I like Dave and dad. It's a good pick, but it should have been Nate. Wrong reason. What do you got? You like this one? It's Jesse Palmer. For the sole reason of saying that there's a big announcement that would change our lives forever, and it's other people getting a free cruise. That math ain't mathing. That has no impact on my life. My life that, has not changed. That math ain't math, and I like it. You sound like an accountant. I am. What is your wrong reason? Are you're we not going to like? You're not going to. Well, I had I had sort of two. Jesse Palmer was one of them, and and you know, at the end, he was telling Gabby and Rachel, "I'm so proud of you." I that that didn't sit right with me. I don't want Jesse Palmer being proud of me like he's some sort of you know inspirational figure. No, Jesse Palmer, but you're not going to like this. I put down I put down Rachel, and I will tell you why I put Rachel. Okay. Uh, because. At the end of her hometown with Avon, Avon tells Rachel that he's falling in love with her. And that seems to make Rachel just go crazy, happy. She loves it. And I fear, I fear that Rachel, who earlier in the show has been concerned about, is she worthy to be the bachelorette? I feel like she's just sort of collecting these, I'm falling in love with you, to, to confirm in her brain that she is worthy of being the bachelorette. And I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure she's doing this right because I feel like she's, she's going down the same path that Clayton went down of falling in love with more than one person. And I, I worry about this. So I'm, I'm, my, my red flags are up. I worry about Rachel. And for that reason, I'm giving her a wrong reason this week. Interesting. I think she said that she was falling in love with, Avon and Tino, correct? She I don't. I can't keep count. I think she she's more interested. In, Zach. She's more interested in collecting how many people are falling in love with her to validate that she is worthy to be bachelorette. And I don't think that's good. Well, I'm worried about what happens with Zach next week. Yeah, we got, we saw some bad previews with Zach. It doesn't look good for Zach, who was the guy I chose to to get Rachel's uh, get Rachel in the end. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious what happens in the fantasy suite that makes a 180 happen for Zach. And and apparently Eric is going to play the, you know, if you uh, want to have sex with me card, you really can't have sex with other people card, which is not going to be good for the other guy that both you and I chose to be with Gabby, uh, but has created some concerns for both of us. So I, I worry about where Gabby's going to end up with this. If you, if you ask me today... I'm not sure either of them is going to end up with a guy. I think Rachel will still end up with Tino now. Yeah. I think I said Zach last week. This oh, this is hard. Yeah. We see some All tough right. conversations with Tino about his family not liking her. He seems a little <laughs> sweaty during it, but I think that they'll come out on the right side of it together. So who is your MVP this week? It's Gabby. I love Gabby. She's just so fun and funny. And I put it for the double fisting, the champagne bottles and the bloopers. Just, I love her. No, I can't argue with that. 
Gotta keep it simple for the men tell all before we get serious these next few weeks. Do you, you have know, any I, fatherly advice to wrap us up, or do you have other things to discuss? Well, I'm just going to say, you know, here in my town, my hometown, I understand that some of the bars now are showing Bachelor live, so I could actually go to bars like uh, the Barley Room here and watch it live. I'm not sure that I can stay up that late. I sort of have to be close to close to bed to walk the dog and whatnot, but it's good to know that. But some fatherly advice. First piece of fatherly advice. Based on what you said earlier in this podcast about your brother, you better call your mother uh, before this thing uh, goes live and and have some conversations with her. That's the first piece of fatherly. I'm going to have a conversation with her about how she raised a son that doesn't love and respect Taylor Swift. It'll. I'm, I don't want to be around for that conversation. So, but you better have it. I would urge you to uh, be proactive. I think my uh, mother knows a joke when she hears one. I hope so. Uh, cruises overrated. You know, they're they're. You know, Jesse is giving away these cruises. You know, we we were watching this cruise. No one else was on the ship. Of course, they're giving away cruises because they're petri dishes for disease and COVID. No one wants to go on cruises. They can't give this crap away. So, don't go on the cruise. You know, stay I think away I would go on a free cruise. All right. Well, good luck getting to Barcelona. Okay. I can get to uh, Miami. Uh, I agree with you, uh, Tarzan, who I think his other name might be Jacob. The fact that he admits that he made mistakes, and I thought he gave a very heartfelt uh, explanation and apology. Just in general, that advice, people are much more willing to forgive and give you a second chance if you're willing to admit your mistakes and, and look in the mirror. Uh, so good good job by Tarzan there. You know, it's, it's okay to say, hey, I did something wrong. Uh, you know, it's okay to make a mistake, learn from your mistakes, move forward. Uh, I, f- I found it interesting. I, I, last, last piece of fatherly advice. At one point in the conversations with the men, Gabby said that uh, uh, people want to be chosen. You know, that I, she was having some conversation about, you know, it sort of just came late. We never really clicked, you know, and I didn't really hear from you that you wanted to be with me. Um, if you want to be with someone, you need to let them know. And, uh, Sort of a, an example from Logan, who said that he was waiting for the perfect time and the fir- perfect place to have a conversation with Rachel. If you wait for the perfect time and the perfect place, you're going to be waiting a long time. So you need to you need to grasp the moment and tell that special person that you love them. I don't think Logan was saying that he loved her, but I understand the sentiment. It gives okay. us a lot to think about for the rest of the week. Going into the holiday weekend. That's what I'm here for. We'd like to thank The Mesh for hosting our podcast. And if you like what you're hearing, feel free to give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And join us next week as we discuss fantasy suites from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. 
discover other network shows, and give us feedback on what you just heard.